In this episode of the New How Podcast, we sit down with Asher Roth and CJ Smith to talk about everything from the music industry in Philadelphia to real estate. We dive deep into marketing strategies that helped Asher bring the hit song, I Love College, to the masses. We discuss the difference of marketing today and discuss a time when MySpace was relevant. There is just so much to learn from this episode, and we hope you find tremendous value for building your business. So sit back, relax, and here we go. This is the New How Podcast. Learning to build businesses and real estate in a new age of technology. This is definitely a unique episode because usually on this podcast, we have real estate developers. I have real estate agents, people in the mortgage industry. But this podcast is also building businesses in real estate as well as outside real estate. And you guys have a very unique perspective on business. Definitely, and architecture. And architecture. And real estate. And real estate, right? (laughs) So a whole different perspective on things. So I want to get into it. I want to hear about you guys and kind of how you got into business in general. So CJ, you want to start? Just give a little intro about yourself? Cool, yeah. I'm uh, CJ Smith. Uh, I've been in Philadelphia for, I guess, like 10 or 12 years now. Um, As of the last four I uh, have built in and started a music venue in Northern Liberties called Bourbon and Branch. Um, this is like my first real business venture, I'd say, mm-hmm. outside of just like music and, and songwriting and such. Um, and that kind of, yeah, I was just talking to Ash about this. That kind of fell into place really randomly. I had kind of been running a studio and throwing parties around the city, um, in which case I met this guy, Alex, who had a restaurant and he was like, <laughs> yo, like a think it'd be cool to come up and maybe turn the second floor into a venue so I was like yeah I have no idea what I'm doing but let's try it basically (laughs) yeah and um it was just a unique opportunity where um it was kind of like a sweat equity thing at first so I didn't have a lot to lose and uh so fuck it let's go for it and uh just went in and been doing it for a couple years now and it's it's been cool because it's a way to give back I think too you know being an artist myself and trying to play shows all the time and stuff it's like I know that struggle of like trying to get your name out there. And so for me, that's one thing I enjoy is just like having a business where I can kind of give people a platform, I think. Um, Yeah. And it's, I think it's interesting because Asher and I are, our introduction into the music world is a lot different than each other's. Yeah. No, I mean, we need people like CJ too, because he can speak both languages of like the business language, then also the artist language. And also, he taught me that Yoohoo is a chocolate drink. Yeah. It's yeah. not chocolate milk. Today, yeah, on the way. Did you guys blew, know this? Blew my head. It's a chocolate drink. What it's, do you mean it's a chocolate drink? It's like wa- it's basically like high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, Yoohoo is not chocolate milk. milk. Well, there's no. like a slight amount of milk, but I don't think it's like... Oh, I mean, if you look at the the packaging, it's chocolate drink. You should Google it. Chocolate drink. Chocolate drink. This is ridiculous. How this, I, I, was, I picked him up a water on my way to pick him up, and I was like thinking in my head like... What's the worst thing you could bring somebody if you're like picking your friend up? I was <laughs> a like, you who? No, I was like, I was like, I was like, milk, like maybe. Imagine if like you just showed up with a milk, like a, like a little chocolate. My relationship with milk is weird. Like I don't know if <laughs> if it's something that we're supposed to be drinking or if it if it is bad. I think there's a little lactose thing going on with me. Well, I, I don't care about your milk. I'm cracking a Miller Lite. There you so go. That's uh, <laughs> that's, that's what we should focus on. But yeah, you who chocolate drink. <laughs> That's yeah, that's a great it. that's a great business right there. But yeah, so, so, yeah, so talk I, about so you got in, talk about getting into the music. Like what you know, 
Yeah, my I so going back before the the venue and just music in general, it was just something I was always interested in. I never took seriously as far as like uh, from a business standpoint. It was more so a hobby, you know, mm -hmm. just being a teenager and wanting to write songs and it being cool and just you know, I think a mixture of my friends were doing it and and whatever else. So kind of just dabbling in that for for a long time. And it's funny too because you know, full circle moment is like. Asher grew up in the same town that I did, so being 17, you know, white male and yeah. the outskirts of Philadelphia, like trying to rap and, mm -hmm. and sing and make songs is like, this was before like social media was popping either. Like this was like MySpace, so. Right. Everyone remembers Everyone MySpace. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll be honest. So Asher at the time uh, was doing his thing and kind of came out on a big level where you're like seeing this dude from your town on TV and, you're like, what the hell? Like, this is crazy. But it kind of, uh, you know, I think you could take it two ways. I think that you either, that gives you, like, hope and it inspires you to, like, hey, man, like, if this dude can do it, like, shit, so can I. Or, you know, I think a lot of people naturally. <laughs> what? When when it's someone from your town or someone you know, I think a lot of people. No, for sure. Hey, you know what I mean? I think there's a lot of backlash, right? You know, I was saying to him recently, like, I can remember friends of mine just being salty. For, you know, just being just douchey just like just, fuck, fuck that dude like I can't like he's doing it I'm not and like that's like the worst mentality I, I remember CJ I, I remember one time you, you were doing like a shoot with like Tess Taylor I remember you were oh, yeah, with yeah. Travis McCoy like I, it was crazy watching you and I was just like yeah awesome. so you wanted a little bit of that I tried to, this, to speed it up the best that I can is like yeah I um, always had an affinity for business and, and management and just networking in general so I didn't take myself too seriously as an artist, so immediately it was a funny. I had two friends; they were making music. I said, "I'm gonna go buy a BlackBerry. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be your manager." They said, "If you buy a BlackBerry, you can be our manager." So I said, "Sure." <laughs> I literally makes went. Sense. It's a solid, makes makes solid sense. plug. I was literally. I went. I got a BlackBerry like bold, I, and I showed up to their house in their little bedroom studio, and I was like, "I'm ready to manage you." I had no idea what I was taking on. Um, and then, yeah, man, it happened really quick to where I, I guess I just kind of got it. You know, I, I saw what they were doing and I knew what I needed to do to push them. Um, and it was like book shows and kind of get them out in front of people and network. I knew going to, I was just going out all the time. I, I was under 21 at the time too. So I was like sneaking into places <laughs> all the time. And I just was meeting pr other promoters, other managers, um, and I, I think at the time you don't even realize what you're doing because a lot of times when I'm networking, I find like these people I meet don't even come back into my life for years late until years later, and then it's like we start to work together. But yeah, I was just amazing when that happens. Man. Yeah, so I was just meeting. Full circle. Like, yeah. that's why I we, met you, CJ. We met. Yeah, I mean, I went to grammar school with CJ. No shit. Yeah, I did not. Yeah, well, yeah, we, yeah, we, we, were, <laughs> we were friends in yeah. uh, fourth, fifth grade. And then, like, we lost sleep. connection, and then I remember yeah, sleepovers. Yeah, and, <laughs> dude, I remember CJ reaching. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm in Philly now. I'm trying to get back i wanted to you know you were looking to get into real estate yeah because I, I could you know for me i get bored I, I think that you shouldn't put everything into just you know all your eggs into one basket and music is like I've, it's been kind of my thing for so long and mm -hmm. now that i'm you know close to 30 it's like i want to like get into some some so, other avenues yeah. here yeah and try some new things and, but and full disclosure cj if you guys ever order a matterport from design blends cj is in your house he's not breaking in he is punching yeah. in a key code to get in yeah but, uh, i do shoot those uh three-dimensional <laughs> tours <Yep. laughs> but yeah man All seeing eye and everything happened fast from there though i mean i, I long story short i met uh jim class producer mm -hmm. and 
he basically was like, hey, I want you to come in and like manage me and, and my guys and kind of just be around. I'm like 18 at the time and like, what? <laughs> I'm just going with it. And then I, I had met Travi and then I got to, you know, go do some some road stops with him, go on the road with him a bit. And he kind of pulled me under his wing and oh man, yeah, I just kept meeting people and just meeting people and just, oh, I just kept working. And I, I don't think that I ever kind of like took the time to like sit still and be like, oh, cool. I'm like doing awesome things. It was kind of just like never good enough. It was like kind of like the chase and the dragon thing or it was just like, all right, cool. Like we got this done. Like let's just immediately like shoot for the next thing. And I just still to this day, I think it's just always pushing forward is like the the big thing and to never like really settle or be content and uh that's key and that was like the big thing with my peers growing up i could see the the divide where most of my peers kind of fell into this stage of just settling and that's completely fine you know and they you know either went to school and did their internship and worked their way up or trade school or union or whatever they did and that's great it's just not so much for me so i just had to uh keep pushing forward and just keep trying new things all the time but it's a crazy thing like the identity thing like this is what I do this is what I do therefore this is who I am like to be to be able to call yourself a I'm a psychologist or I'm a lawyer or I'm a doctor or I work in architecture or I'm an artist or I'm a manager yeah. all of these things it's really tough um because I don't know for me my experiences of turning myself essentially into a business has always <laughs> had me teetering in a weird place where sometimes I would uh, take things too personally and therefore I would kind of retreat. But the less exposure I give of myself, the less volume I'm running to a website, which means the less, less income. So finding that balance between who I am as a person and what I'm willing to give in order to achieve uh, business, what people would uh, 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 define as success, uh, is, has been really tough. And even in, even in real estate, us building our business, it's like we would go to a networking event and not sure. think anything of it. Like we weren't getting paid. You know, yeah. like, hey, it'd be cool if I meet someone. Even if I don't, you might get that one sure. phone call that leads to something much bigger down the line. Yeah, and, and who are you? And what do you stand for? And like those, I think going into business, and that's why real estate for me is a really weird, weird world, especially in Philadelphia, where you have people just coming in and buying things purely for the sake of I'm flipping this, I'm making money. You know, and I think that's that's a tough world because the stuff that I gravitate towards and even in the world of architecture um, is integrity, like stuff that's coming from the right place. And that's why business kind of freaks me out as as an artist. And that's why people like see, meeting CJ along the way is like we're constantly, you know, we're expressing ourselves. And then people are like, I like that about you. Uh, I'll give you this for you. You know what I mean? But meeting someone like CJ, he understands where that perspective is. So he's like, let me help you in any way that I can help you. Um, and so, yeah, man, it's just like life in general, but it's, it's a, a interesting tightrope walk to be really successful in business and also be like a really kick-ass person. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the businessmen that I meet are just killers, man. They're just cold. They'll kill their brother. Like, you know what I mean? To get, to get up in this <laughs> don't, world. Don't, why are you guys looking at me? Don't. No, no, but I'm, it's true though. It takes a certain type of person to be ultra, ultra successful. Uh, people who are willing to sacrifice certain things. Like for me, I love my sleep. So it's like, these dudes are like, yeah, 
here. I'm up at 6 a.m. 5.30, rise and grind. I'm like, yo, chill. Let me get like <laughs> two, three more hours. Dreams are real tight. I'm a big fan of dreams. All of that stuff. But because of those are the things that I'm, I'm unwilling to sacrifice, I'm not as successful as I could be in business. Yep. I say to Tony all the time, if we put up cubicles around this office and it wasn't an open environment, we'd make a hell of a lot more money. I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah. I will tell you, you ask any of my staff, they will never work in another place. Right. They love it here. Well, that's huge. Like loving to go to work, right? So it goes back to kind of this identity. Like mm-hmm. these people can come to the work and say, this is who I am instead of living this kind of like double life, right? Yeah. Yeah. I go to work. That's not who I am at all. I come home and then I'm working on the stuff I'm interested in. It's hard to not be genuine for the majority of the day and then go home like, what do I who am I? Who, am, who the fuck am I? Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's really cool. CJ's been fortunate enough. I've been fortunate enough. And you guys have been fortunate enough to do something that makes us money that is also correlated to who we are as people. And so we're not totally confused and tripping over ourselves and then finding ourselves at 40 years old. Like, I just wasted my life making money, but not being who I actually am. That was literally kind of how... TV starting away, you know, yeah. I was told that you had to go, you know, because I went to school for architecture, a right? five-year bachelor's of architecture. I was told, and we'll get into college in a second. Cause I no, I feel you. That. But when I went to school, I was always told, oh, you got to work under an architect for 10 years, really learn. And I was like, there's got to be another way. There literally has to be. Yeah. Right. So what happens is we, you know, we find the person that's most passionate about this around the people that started our organization. He got his license and we would team up with other architects to get projects done. Huge passion, right? bro. Huge yeah. conviction. Conviction. And having that passion to literally drive it forward and saying, no, I don't need to wait 10 years to get licensed and start my own firm. Sure. We're going to figure it out now in our 20s. So yeah. when we're in our 40s and we reach that point, we're in a much different spot. Right. At that point, we're starting businesses four, five, and 10. Bang, okay. bang. Yeah. So, Absolutely. I, I love how you said that you found and seeked out people with passion that yeah. cared about what, what they were doing. And I think we're our generation's a weird generation because we're looking back on our parents or maybe our grandparents and seeing like, wow, the two kids, two cars, two dogs, a fence and a, two, a dual level house. Maybe that's not exactly what I want or what I need. And so we're, we're not, they're not the first and only people to do it. But I think it's a collective consciousness of a, a bunch of people our age of going going like, I'm going to go over here instead of just take what's given to me. Like you're saying, I don't, I don't feel like I need to waste 10 years under the wing of someone because that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, and I actually know you learn quicker by making mistakes. And doing. You try to sure. mitigate it as much as possible. You're, oh, everyone makes mistakes. Everyone sure, always bro. makes mistakes. Not to an extreme level. But yeah. Like, when you trip and fall, you get, like, yeah, that's how you yeah, learn. Yeah, so absolutely. like that's why I, I'm, I'm envious of... of being in a business that isn't so reflective of who I am. Like Asher Roth's my real name. Yep. That's on my driver's license. Yeah. Um, it's on my passport. So Tony says McLovin, right? <laughs> yeah. And like, Literally. you gotta have that, man. You gotta have that. And I, I think, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to separate the professional uh, from the personal. And I, I've, you know, that's been my, my journey is being able to figure out how to do that instead of if I had a job that paid me X amount of money every year and I went to it from, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning until six o'clock in the afternoon and that was my day, life would be a little bit more simple for me. Yeah. Um, but I, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd necessarily uh, trade what yeah. I'm doing, but it's it's tough, man. It's not it's not easy because it's expensive to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Asher, I, I gotta ask, man. You gotta you gotta at least give the listeners how you got in, like the "I Love College" song. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
it's a hit, man. It's like yeah, everyone yeah. knows that song. Sure. You went, uh, did you go to college? Yeah, yeah, I went okay. to school. <laughs> I just I, I'm there. local. I went to Westchester University. I was there awesome. to be a, uh, an elementary school teacher. I just wanted to huh. teach little young awesome. bulls, you know what I mean? And uh, have fun with them and dance and boogie down. And yeah. I got lucky and fortunate enough to be around the right group of people at the right time. And I Love College filled a void in a market, apparently, you know? And it related to a lot of people who were listening to that music and they could project themselves onto me and say, I am that person, I hate that person whatever it was and uh, that relatability is essentially I would say my business Uh, but at the same time I have my own ego that I need to appease and push myself as a songwriter and uh, you know push myself as being the best version of myself I can be Uh, but the the college stuff it's a business bro college is a freaking business like they churn them out they encourage people to go to school and get themselves into that shit is insane bro so it's like it's tough because you know obviously there's a a sense of novelty and parody to I Love College I mean if you listen to the lyrics it's just kind of very naive and and it's very just like I'm just drinking beer smoking pot like smoking like uh, touching some butt cheeks like but like the game has changed you know and I think people are very uh, conscious of how they're spending their money uh, and the type of education that they're getting with things like YouTube now and not not necessarily having to go sit down and and learn for four years in a studio can so one thing that is just popped in my head, can you touch a little bit on social media back then versus now? Because I think oh, you're yeah. a great person. Because sure. I, I looked at your Instagram before you came out. I was like, holy shit, he's got a hundred some thousand followers. Right, but right. regardless of that, you know, when I Love College went out and it got popular, what mm-hmm. were the techniques at that time that you might have been employing to get that versus what you're seeing today and how people are getting things out in general? Because a lot of our realtors are competing. They were Facebook. Really. Yeah. Are that Facebook just started then? Yeah, I mean, I, I err on the side of caution with all of this stuff because, again, like, live by the sword, die by the sword, bro. <laughs> and so, if you're on social media all day and you're giving so much of yourself and you're, you're, and that's what people want. They want transparency. They want all day, every day, twenty four seven. We are news feeds yep. essentially. And if you subscribe to that and you're broadcasting yourself all day, every day with Sorry, a phone next to your head. You know what I'm saying? You are, uh, you're compromising yourself, man. You're compromising your perspective, how you're seeing things. Uh, you know, you're zoomed out. You're kind of living this weird world. So uh, to answer your question, the tactics were a little bit different because when the MySpace days, it was still kind of like these, like, uh, these just posts, you know? It wasn't all day, every day. Whereas, uh, there's, whereas now, it's just... All day, every day, bro. If you're not tweeting, you know, how many times or if you don't have X amount of posts on Instagram, if you don't like I remember sitting with Instagram and like I don't post that much, man. Like I'm not interested in it. It's it's maybe I'm just like a little bit past it, but it's also like indulgent on all the wrong stuff. Like, look at me. Like if I post a a perspective, like, damn, look at this gorgeous building. I get like five likes, you know, (laughs) and then I post a picture of me. And it's like 3,000 likes or whatever it is. And that's, that's weird to me. Like for, for me, I don't want to go around posting photos of myself yeah, all day. Yeah. This is, instead of like, this is what I like. But that's what your audience wants. Um, so it's, again, that's why I envy something like, I wish I was in architecture and I could post pictures of beautiful architecture all day. These are the rooms that I like. This is some interior decoration that I'm really into. But I'm in this weird space where like people want me like photos of myself and what my thoughts are and what my ideas and I got psyched out bro after the Isle of College stuff popped off and people were like whoa we relate how do you feel about this 
I'm like, uh, you like pot too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to. What do you think about Miller Lite? And I'm just like, and it's 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 a weird place to operate from. So for the past, you know, six seven years, I've been unplugging and reprogramming my stuff to be more independent DIY, more so about ideas than about celebrity. Yeah. Uh, and celebrity is a great game to play. Uh, I think when you when you tap into fashion, you tap into who's your girlfriend, uh, and you can get money from restaurants or whatever. You get all this free shit. Uh, but then also, I just can't really name that many healthy celebrities. Yeah. There's a few, but for the most part, you can't win that game. And so when I was out in LA, I like we're, we're East Coast kids. So it's like you're out in LA and it's just like, I, this, these are different rules. And I don't really subscribe to them. Like no body fat. Yeah, yeah. You look great. You know what I mean? Like you are so happy right now. And so it just, it just wasn't, I, again, man, I, I encourage everybody that's listening and just to like really, truly spend some time with yourself uh, listen and listen to yourself and trust yourself. And it's really hard because we have distractions all day, specifically on social media, like the Twitters and the Instagrams, the Reddits of the world of just like, look at me, look at me, look at this, look at that, l- listen to this, instead of just like tuning it all out and be like, what do I want to do? And if you can like really focus and get the answer to that question and start just like flirt with just people who you agree with and be like, well, what are you doing? And ask those questions. It's kind of like Zelda, you know, you go, Hey dude, uh, what do you have the, they're like, no, I don't have it, but this person over here might. And you walk over to that next person and then they go, no, I don't, but that person might. And eventually you'll find your way. Yeah. And dudes, social media is a beast because like, look at all the shit we're comparing ourselves to, man. Fuck that. It's impossible. It's just when you're not working on yourself, it's like, what are you doing? You're just becoming a consumer. And that's kind of, you know. You're comparing yourself to stuff that doesn't, isn't even real. Like, and not only that, like the news. Give me something without that phone. It's not even real. Like, I'm supposed to be that? And of course, like, for the most part, that shit is paralyzing. You just do nothing. You end up doing nothing. It's so hard now, though, because, like, business or, you know. Music, music, whatever it is, like what? How do you? Plus, these fools do got do anything dough, about social bro. media, though. Yeah. The people who have dough have money, bro. Like, and like, I don't think people realize how much, how beautiful of a life you can live off one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. And that's yeah. even like groovy. The people in North Philly, where I'm, they're making fourteen k a year. Yeah. Straight up and down. That's crazy. That, that, that doesn't get how are you so, week. You know what I'm yeah, saying? How are you supposed to live off of fourteen thousand dollars a year? And uh, like. These are the, this, this is when we have to do the reverse engineering and talk about how fucking lucky we are. Yeah. yeah. Like how fortunate we are that we, that we have each other and these microphones and these things, to re- <laughs> this computer to record this into and just kind of uh, drink Miller Lite and chill. Yeah, for sure. Uh, because a lot of the stuff that we're talking about are all luxuries. Like what's, what's the water pressure in the shower going to be looking like in this new house, you know? Yeah. Shout out to water pressure. I mean, I like hot water, a hot shower is, is the jam. It, I uh, I was driving through North Philly today, and I was mm-hmm. just there was it was we have a client that does a lot of buildings up in Kensington, and driving to Kensington from Manioc here was like I went down Allegheny. Yeah. You start getting the like you know sixteenth in Allegheny and Pat, oh, dude, it's, neglected man. It's it's like a third world country up there in Philadelphia. Right now. It you, really you know is. it, man. Yeah. You know it. And, and I'm just you know. I know, uh, you know, Philadelphia's taking, you know, we were shortlisted for Amazon, right? Like, mm-hmm. do, do you think we're ready for an Amazon? Do you think Philly can support? Well, where are you going to put it? North Philly? I mean, The just, warehouses? You're not going to put it in South Philly? You got Navy Yard. Yeah. And They're get, saying Schuylkill uh, Yards. Why would you put it in there? It would be impossible to do anything down there. You're not going to do yeah. where the UPenn, you're not going to do West Philly. You'd put it in North Philly because there's warehouses. Yep. But like, 
I mean, I don't know. We also were shortlisted with every other major American city. It was like the list of 20 cities of like, these are competent cities. So it's like, I'm not too excited about it. I personally, I personally don't really want them here. And that's probably selfish. I think What's it's your a reasoning for that. I'm curious. Uh, you know what? I just think there's no rush with Philly. There shouldn't be a rush. Take your time. Yeah. Like, this is so out of my jurisdiction. I'm not in architecture or design or anything like that. But I can. I know when I'm walking down the street and I say, "This is really freaking nice. Mm-hmm. It's a nice street to be on." And there's this mad rush with Philly right now. And I know it's kind of a hotbed. And people just need to take a deep breath and relax. And like, for we, I know we need to upgrade our American cities. I know we need to get greener. Mm-hmm. We need to be more efficient. Uh, there's a whole kind of updating of the operating system that needs to be done. There's also no rush. Take your time, get the right people in there, people that care, people that understand building a community uh, and not separating people. I'm not interested in everybody hanging out in their houses all day. Right. Come outside, you know what I mean? Be ha- be excited to walk your dog. Yeah, it, but it's just so important. Yeah. And I understand like the world moving on and I understand people evolving and, uh, but I don't, if we're still going to be human beings and we're not going to be cyborgs, we need to hang out e- with each other here. Well, I can just, where's my cell phone? I'm just going to look at you on my cell phone. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but that's the thing like, dude, CJ taking those 360 degree. Yeah. The Matterports. Which those, is- those are great. But if like, I'm not, when I see that online, I get a really good idea of what it is, but I still need to be in there. No, for sure. Like, for is sure. this place haunted? Maybe it's haunted. Yeah. I need to feel that haunt. Yeah. It is interesting. It's interesting even going out and shooting some of those only because you'll go to, you know, these rough neighborhoods where there's like new development. And it's, it is interesting to see like I'm in the one nice one. house on the block. Yeah. You know, like sidewalk out. We're like, dude, it's like, you know, close to it's like eight to $10,000 worth of gear or something. Yeah. And it's like you have to worry about like leaving you know, the one nice house to walking a couple blocks to your car or whatever. So it's like, yeah, who's moving into... Dude, imagine what's going to happen in the next five years. Like, I'm just scared. The reason about... I'm just scared they're going to fuck it up, man. I just feel like builders are in no, they're in a, they're in a rush and they're building cheap stuff that they can charge 1200 bucks for. That's just comfortable enough and looks like everything else. And Philly's too cool for that. It's too old. It's too like, like you got to love and respect to what this place was built on. And I, I think it's a really amazing when people can up update old buildings and trust me man i understand like my building i live in a kind of an older building and it's uh, so expensive to heat you know what i mean and i understand we need to like get a little bit more efi- efficient yeah. with these it's buildings with the yeah with these old buildings yeah. and like i'm a big fan of solar power and solar energy like let's get it you know but there's ways to do it um without just rushing through it and fucking it up and just right. getting some postgrad in there that only is going to sit inside and play video games all day no i mean love love to the gamers but i'm just saying like Dude, get outside walk your dog making 100k a year yeah, right? easy I, I used to play counter-strike professionally i was just born a generation too easy soon, bro because we were getting jacked up when we'd win a two thousand dollar tournament now yeah. these kids are making more than i'm making absolutely yeah. absolutely but, uh, you know the one the one thing that that is scary though is you know for one to your point on these developers coming in you know we're seeing pharmacists turn developers of course and it's like to your point, they're they care about that penny. They don't give a shit. It's just like the weed be- world, dude. We got now we got lawyers who are suddenly weed connoisseurs, you know. Yeah. yeah. And the other point that I do want to make is a lot of these structures. You know, we have a we have a team that um, you know it's a sister company of ours, but they do they essentially find off market deals. Mm-hmm. You know, and 
we're going into these houses. Dude, they're deteriorating. Sure. A lot of this stuff was built in the early 20s. Yeah, some of it's got to come down. So There's no other point. Yeah. It's like, but then what do you put up? How do you make it? And, and that's, right. you know, I know our architectural staff here, they make sure that it's something that people are going to love. Like when a client comes in and goes, wow, that looks amazing. Like, I want people to feel that it should be there, not just it's there for the product. Exactly. And why aren't people, why aren't builders not taking cues from nature? Like I feel like if you go and you see a shell of a building or a building that needs to come down, walk outside, look around, and it'll probably tell you what should be there or what needs to be there. And like I think we do it with weird buildings all the time. Not Why not pay attention to to where the sun is setting instead of building something that's suddenly going to block out the sunset for people just because you want a big building or a chunk building or whatever and uh that's you know those are just the things that just frustrate me it's just like people aren't paying attention and they're just building things and stuff just because I, oh I, i'm a person i build <laughs> yeah, and i was like yeah, dude well, like, to, no, to make money though. yeah yeah to make some money and, like, <laughs> and do what with it? like what are you even gonna like it. do with your money you know you're just gonna hoard it away no i think i don't i, I have mixed feelings about it really but I think that what you guys are doing is awesome. I've been on enough of these guys' job sites to know, like, there's been moments, like, even what, I forget if it was, like, Pine Street or where it was, like, that house was, like, f- the ceiling was falling through. I, I forget if I met you or Mike over there, and it was just, like, <laughs> these guys were able to go into, like, this, like, South Philly property that's been there forever, and, like completely just like fix it up i mean beautiful dude, like the, the, Keep, the floors are like falling through like you couldn't walk in there i'm in there like with my camera trying to like shoot and <laughs> we like to do like, before and afters yeah, yeah but beautiful man and because you guys yeah. care yeah you guys are passionate about it which i think that's really what it's about it's just like really wanting to do it yeah. for the right reason you know and yeah not being the pharmacist turned builder which <laughs> Hey, there's probably some success stories. It's a hustle, so you could go get your money for sure. But yeah, I don't know. It just just comes down to what are you trying to do? If you want to get money, go get money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. No one's gonna stop you. There's a trillion ways to make money. We just heard about the dude who owns ATMs. Like own that ATM, stack your cash, bro. (laughs) But like, I feel like where you're at, where I'm at, where CJ's at, we're in businesses that are slightly delicate and ha- they have influence on people yeah. and you should be conscientious and understanding that what you're doing influences and impacts other people sure. some people might not be into you know curating their own reality and yeah. some people are just totally down to take what is given to them if you guys are in a position to give people buildings and safe places that they can call home you should take pride in that of instead of just like man this place looks like this place that looks like this place that looks like this place and i'm just trying to occupy them with faceless nameless people yeah. but i don't know i don't know miss me i feel that that's just me so i want to get to the part in the episode where we chat about advice obviously we've been talking about a lot of things but yeah. i i always like the one-liner from each of our guests and i go around cj we can start with you but what's like What's the one thing, you know, through all your business experience, everything through the music industry, now getting dabbling in real estate a little bit, yeah. what, what have you learned that, you know, can save people, let's try 50 hours of their time? Yeah, of their I, I, think, I, th- I think it's cliche or whatever, but the best piece of advice I can give out is just to, to be yourself, you know, to be genuine, to be honest. I think it saves you a lot of uh, hassle. I think I meet tons of bullshitters, we all do, uh, just working in business, especially working in music. Um, I think you just, you, you kind of cut all of that out and you kind of just, you know, put your cards on the table, let people know what you're about. And uh, 
it gets you a long way, you know? I think in the long run, people remember that, and it's helped me tenfold, when, you know? If you put on a suit jacket, don't act like you got the suit jacket on. Just act like you, you're sitting. Just you're be you. Yeah, don't, don't try to <laughs> I be. Like and I, I mean, it's such, a, it's such an obvious... You uh, also told me, be organized in the car. <laughs> you said, do your research and be organized. They, that was for a venue. Yeah, but that's good. Uh, that's good life. Uh, that's yeah. good life. Be organized. Be yeah. organized. Do What's your research. Asher, that's CJ Asher advice. Don't let him, he's, yeah. he's giving you his whole. He's giving you his whole spiel of like just well, be yourself. One one liner. Yeah. If, if one the CJ's most important is thing though. Be organized and do your research. I'm not even. Yeah. I'm not even that organized. I'm really good at researching now. Yeah. Uh, I try to be more organized. I, I definitely say be organized. Um, man, these guys I know mm-hmm. firsthand. I'm Save pro- yourself I'm fifty hours. Hours by I, being organized. I'm probably a nightmare to work with because they're like ten times more organized than I am. You should see their calendars. But uh, <laughs> and how much does it help in the work that you're yeah, doing to know where yeah. your stuff is? I definitely am organized, and it, it definitely helps for sure. But yeah, man, what's the other one? Be organized. And be organized. Do your research. Do your please, research. Oh, yeah, research. please do your freaking research, people. <laughs> Golly, yeah, these are things I was telling Asher. Asher asked me on the car ride over. He's like, what does it take to? To throw a show, like, like a successful <laughs> oh, show. Asher yeah. Roth asks you what it takes to throw a show. I don't yeah. throw shows. Yeah, he doesn't throw shows. I don't throw shows. I have no idea. I'm so out of the loop, man. Yeah. I, but I've no. been doing way too much. Would so. you not agree that I think in, overall, I think everyone can agree. I know it's cliche, but being yourself, I think, is the best thing that can happen. Yeah, but I also think that, and this is gonna, we're gonna go left real Let's quick. Let's go left. Is that a lot of people haven't spent the time with themselves to actually know, know who they are. Oh. And so they, mic drop, mic drop. yeah. So what happens is they get into these environments and they're adaptable, they're malleable, which is a beautiful trait, but it's easy to be uh, kind of, um, uh, manipulated or influenced by the people that are around you. Damn. I've been there before. That's why when you take these young kids, 15, 16, 17, 20 to 22, that block of kids, and you put them into superstardom and celebrityism and all that stuff, you can kind of tell them what to do yeah. because you're putting them in a space where they're wildly insecure and tell me or help help me be secure. Yeah. And I'm lucky enough, I'm fortunate enough that I was just old enough in this 21, 22-year-old <laughs> While I was coming up, that I was like, uh, this is not work. This is not dope. This is not dope to me. This is not like what. This is not who I am. And I appreciate the role play. You know what I mean. I appreciate being the white kid in rap music <laughs> and all of that jazz. But uh, for me, again. What I started this with is coming from a place of integrity where when you speak, people believe what you're saying. And you don't use that as a manipulation tool. You use it as power, as saying, I respect where that person's coming from. I'm going to listen to them. And that would be essentially what I would say uh, would be my piece of advice, even though I'm not big big on advice. But listen. Mm -hmm. Listen to and and also listen to people who, like when they tell you who they are for better or for worse because they're letting you know who they are sure. and you need to believe them when they tell you that because liars are going to lie you know <laughs> cheaters are going to cheat and you need to believe that that's who they are so um, yeah man listen but totally listen, listen is great listen is great for sure yeah. like you were saying I to, didn't, I didn't think about too. that yeah I guess a lot of people don't know themselves bro think, or, look about yeah. where we come from like this like yeah. hip hop uh, pop punk world yeah. where we're just a bunch of like kids with our hands in our pockets like waiting for somebody to talk to us you know and then when somebody that confidently comes around and again speaks with passion or yep. conviction you're like i'm in i believe yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with that dude yeah. because the majority of us are all just like uh 
Yeah, I feel that. And it's 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 the jungle out here, man. And then you then you tie business and money making in, and somebody can just come in and go, "Yo, dude, I make one point two million dollars a year. You want that dough?" You're like, "Yeah, I want that dough." <laughs> and then like, "All right, well, come with me." And you realize he makes like uh, he nets like twelve hundred at the end. Yeah, exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you wouldn't mind sharing this with someone, it would mean the world to us. You can reach out to us at thenewhowpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. And we really hope you got a lot of value out of this episode that you're going to put towards your business and real estate endeavors. 